my name is Retendo Nyamwada and welcome to the first episode of In My Twenties. In My Twenties. So first of all, I would like to wish all the women an incredible happy Women's Day today. I hope you are being celebrated. I hope you are celebrating yourself and just celebrating being a woman today. So happy Women's Day to you. Um, so I am launching the podcast today. This is the first episode. I'm very excited to have my first guest on the show, a colleague turned friend of mine, and her name is Abongwe. But I'm not going to introduce her to you. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. My name is Abongwe Kogela. I'm 32. I'm a content creator from Cape Town. I do 9 to 5 as a social media manager for a PR and events company. I do a bit of modeling on the side and uh, slowly but surely becoming a chats queen. What's happening? So later in the show, we're going to talk about Abongwe's experience of being in her 20s. But here is a quick snippet of that conversation. 20s are... Exciting though. Mm. Like I feel like at, at, in your twenties you can still chop and change and like switch switch ideas on everyone. Um, but some people obviously use it to like get their life together. Mm. But you are allowed to not have your life together at twenty. Do not mess because people will tell you that they had their life together at twenty, but they lie. They lie. So this podcast is split into three sections. In the first section, we will be discussing Abongwe's career journey. In the second section, we will be chatting about today's topic of being an influencer or becoming an influencer in your 20s and then in the third section we will be chatting about what the entire podcast is really about being in your 20s and going through the 20s journey so let's get straight into it so before we dive into obviously the segment is focusing on being an influencer in my 20s yes. influencer yes. um i just want to dive into a little bit of your career yeah. um just so that we can understand where you are so tell us a bit about like your studies and currently what the build up to your career has been okay. up until now okay cool so i didn't study anything media related i studied business management sure um because I needed to prove that I wasn't dim. Um, so I, I studied something serious because I was going to study, I was going to study animation initially. And then yeah. I got, um, what you call it? The course thing, they accepted me. And then we saw the actual price of the course. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wild. <laughs> yeah. Yay, you wow. cannot do that. That's wow. the price of a car, babe. Mm-hmm. So then I ended up taking a gap year, working in a furniture shop. Mm-hmm. And then I started... Nice. So you know At, your woods. Yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I can sell you mahogany furniture. <laughs> so then I moved and I worked at a church mm-hmm. doing admin for them. And then and I start, then oh yeah, and then I started working for NGO, uh, admin, and then I became a youth worker and then moved into the sphere of retail mm-hmm. and I got a job at Superbulous literally as an administrator. Um, because I wanted to get into the industry so badly that I was okay with starting at the bottom. Mm. Um, nothing humbling as people asking you where the tea is, mm-hmm. you know? So I did that. And you pointing to the coffee station. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, over there. Where are the water coolers? That giant there, there. Um So uh, and then I did that. But then at the in the background, I was still, like, pushing my blogging and starting a a, a channel for myself and building a name for myself mm. um, and then so as my social was starting to take off luckily for me Superbalist needed a community manager slash 
social media manager mm. and they were like yo babes this is available if you want it and it's mm. like yeah sure and I did it and they taught me everything I know basically so, yeah so and what's very interesting from a career perspective is even if you look at a lot of people in our uh, industries mm. in general mm. First of all, as you mentioned, it's not necessarily what you study that no. you become that person. And a lot of it is learned by doing. Yes. It's a skills development that you're learning as you're building, mm. um, which is phenomenal. Mm. And now you're like in the social media, yeah. realm, even as an influencer, yeah. that is what you're doing yes. as well. Because I think the fun part now is people are creating careers for themselves where there wasn't any careers to create. Mm. There was never, like probably like, 10 years ago, there was no one who was a social media manager mm. because the only social media platform that was alive then was Facebook. Mm. Um, and now companies are realizing that like millennials and whoever those people that they're trying to reach are on their phones 24-7. Mm. Um, and with me is, the fun part about now is people even learn on the internet. Like, literally, most of the stuff that I know, besides the stuff I was learning at work, it's stuff that I've learned from the internet, mm. from asking questions, and also from just going on YouTube. YouTube is your friend. Mm. You will learn just about anything on YouTube. But I'm still struggling to learn that makeup stuff from YouTube. <laughs> Me too. I sit there with, like, my blush, and I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like, it's Where? so red. <laughs> I try to contour. I contour. And they keep saying, blend, blend, blend. I'm like, there's just so much blending there. I know. You know all the brushes? Uh, like, I literally have friends mm. who have all of the brushes. I have all the brushes. I have one brush for everything. No, I have all the and brushes. And then I use my hands for the foundation, but the blood puts my blush brush, my eye, my eye brush. I have, a, I have all the brushes. My mom got me the brushes for my birthday last year. Mm. And I've only, I, I've now ended up using... A few of them. Okay. Because the others were scary. Okay. I'm just like, I don't know where this is supposed to go, honey. So mm. I'm just like, no. But the ones I usually see that people put use, I use those ones. Especially the highlighter brush. Mm-hmm. I'm a highlighter girl. Highlighter girl. I'm a highlighter girl. So after Abunga and I finished our chats about being highlighter girls, we switched gears into today's topic of being an influencer and what it takes to become an influencer. Abunga, we've sat in the office. Mm. Like, we haven't been working together for too long, but we've sat in the office where literally you have received parcels. People just come through with these puzzles and packages. Come with gifts. And I'm like, what is this? And you're like, influencer, darling. Yes. And so tell me, like, what is the road? How, first of all, how do you classify being an influencer? And I know, again, we've spoken about like how mm. you're on the come up. And mm. I think very important for a lot of people who are listening to yeah. this where a lot of people discussing things and we're building these careers. We're yes. becoming, in essence. Yes. So how... Tell us about your journey to becoming an influencer up until where you are right now. Um, influencer is a term that I've been struggling with for a while. Um, sometimes I'm using it as a joke. But in all, in all fairness and probably all realness, I am an influencer and I need to just like own it and like run with it. But... It started off with me creating my own content and growing my following and growing like people being interested in what I have to say um, and people finding it genuine. So I started pushing certain brands before they even approached me to work with them. And then they then came along and they were like, okay, cool, we want to give you this, we want to give you that. And then you just literally my first ever blogger, because back in the day, I was a blogger. I was, I'd introduced myself as a blogger. 
um, I would the first event I ever went with, I went with one of my friends, Siki. She was going to an Addy launch mm. and she needed a plus one. Mm. That was when the first time I went to a blogger event. Mm. It wasn't because they invited me. It was because someone else needed a plus one and, she, and then I came with. Mm. Also, an influencer is someone who has a voice and that people listen to. An influencer is someone who evokes either an emotion or an action in someone just by maybe like seeing them or mm. by like chatting to them or something like that. Um, influencer is not necessarily big numbers. Mm. There are some really amazing people on the internet who have small numbers but get people behind them when they want. And there's also small influences. Because people always say when you have big numbers and you're an influencer, mm. but then also who influences the big numbers? Mm. Who's going to influence um, a girl with 45,000K likes? Mm. They're probably seeing the inspiration from someone else. They're probably seeing the inspiration from a girl with like 5,000 followers or with mm. 100 followers, but then they'll do it and it'll be hype. Mm. And then people will think, oh, yeah, no, that's the thing. But Kanti, that person has been influenced by a girl from whoever with like, yeah. yeah. So influencing, it depends. It mm-hmm. depends on levels. Influencing just like content creation depends on levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say like we're all content creators at some point in our life. And just it depends on when it catches. Because mm-hmm. we all want our things to catch. Mm-hmm. And so and trained and trained and trained and as the corporates it. as the corporates say oh, make us train. <laughs> I'm like yeah, no fam, so how it rolls. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like content creation and and influencing things are round about the same idea. Mm. Um, do you evoke an emotion? Or mm. Do you evoke an action from mm. someone? Yeah, my mom is an influencer. She invokes great amount mm. of action from me when she looks at me and she gives me that side eye mm. and I'm like, it's an emotion. I am influenced, girl. influenced. Yeah. <laughs> Mothers are the biggest influencers. <laughs> the influencer space um, is also a space that is objectively speaking mm. from an outsider because I'm not an influencer mm-hmm. but it looks like it could be saturated. Yes. I feel like everyone is now considering themselves an influencer. Yes. And how do you separate yourself or how are you supposed to make yourself unique mm. in that space? Like mm. advice for someone who's like, cool, I really want to be an influencer. Yeah. I'm great at it. And this is the other thing is you need to find what your niche mm. is yes. and run after yes. that. You can't say, for me, I can't say, Abongwe is great at that, so I'm going to copy what yeah. she does. Mm. Great, find inspiration. Mm. But you really need to be able to say to yourself, what am I good at? Because yeah. if you flourish in the area of your gifting then, and not other people's gifting then unstoppable yeah because yeah. it's 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 been a conversation and I also yesterday I was listening to random things on the internet and I came across Fashion Breed she's a she's a huge influencer but she's also very grounded in her style and how she puts things across mm. and one of the conversations she was having with her agent her agent was find your niche and then do that mm. Um, and those are the conversations I've been listening to a lot. It's just like find what works for you and do what works for you. Mm. And at some point, have blinders. Okay. Because in the whole influencer sphere, certain trends pop at certain times. Mm. So now there was a time, which is still here, like minimalism was the trend. 
Now everyone who came through wanting to be an influencer, wanting to be a content creator was now creating minimalism work. Now there's an orange in a corner of a white space. I'm just like, babes, I cannot take your orange. Like it's minimalism, okay? <laughs> and then, because then, and then people are like, yo, no, like, I'm a minimalist. And like, this is my vibe. And I'm like, do you know that minimalism is actually a lifestyle? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Most of the people I follow on Instagram who are actual minimalists, yeah. it's a lifestyle. They live it. They live it. They live it. Their yeah. houses look like that yeah. on a nine to five. Yeah. They dress like that on a nine to five. Minimalist, maximalist, how would I classify myself? Uh, if you know me, definitely a maximalist. Everything, every color, all the time. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm gonna pretend to be a minimalist. I'll just be like, yes, I'm a minimalist. Um, so, switching gears again, we're gonna go straight into the third segment of the show. And this is for me is the reason I wanted to do this podcast. The conversations coming up in the third section about being in your 20s, going through the motions of being in your 20s, life lessons, lessons learned, where we are now, um, what we've gone through from different sections of our lives. So looking at work and life in general, and also chatting about that quarter life crisis. Looking back on your 20s, tell me about what your experience as a 20 year old black female in South Africa has been. Wild. Being, being 20 is a pretty long launch um, because you go through your teens and you're like, mm, when, I'm, when I'm 25, I'll have my life together, mm. I'll have a car, I'll have a house. Mm. And then for me, in my, when I was like 25, I was not even close to any of those mm. things. I was literally just finding that I might like this or I might like that. Yeah. Um, I'd studied, I'd gotten my, like, my papers, and then I was not working anything remotely close to what I thought I needed. I didn't have the car. I didn't look. I even knew that I was supposed to have children by twenty-five. Yeah. I don't even have children <laughs> now. Yeah. So like, twenties are exciting though. Mm. Like I feel like at, at, in your twenties you can still chop and change and like mm. switch switch ideas on everyone. Um, but some people obviously use it to like get their life together. Mm. But you're allowed to not have your life together at twenty. Do not mess, because people will tell you that they had their lives together at 20, but they're lying. They're lying. Yes. <laughs> but it is, as you're saying, it is uh, this series of, like, I think, as you said, chopping and changing. Mm. It's like you have a plan, but mm. it doesn't work out, so mm. you do it again. And just the quicker you let go, mm. and the quicker you take in yeah. and um, take in life, and not necessarily looking at uh, the different, like, climbing mountains, yeah. I mean, physically in your yeah. real life, not yeah. like physic- not physically climbing a mountain, but like the, the, the mountains of life and going yeah. through the motions of being in your 20s, yeah. you need to be able to let go. Disappointments happen, let go, Keep regroup, pushing. let go, regroup, because the longer you dwell on these things and you're like, oh, I thought that I was going to be a doctor yeah. by now and I'm not you're a doctor. Not exactly. Then, Because in my 20s, I was going to be a cabin crew lady. For Stunning. Emirates, hey. you know, I was just like, yeah, but I'm someone on that international. And, and then I kept getting disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And then the thing is, I'm like, people need to tell people this slightly less, but also at some point tell them mm. it's okay to let go. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is we do this thing of just like, no, no, don't give up, don't mm. give up. At some point, though. Mm. 
you better drop that ball Ooh. real quick because I rem- I can literally say I probably lost like a good few years in my mm. 20s trying to be mm. a cabin crew for Emirates mm. even though I was being rejected like mm. 25,000 times. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because people say, don't give up now. Yeah. I got mine after eight tries. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool, babes, we get it. But yes. maybe I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And that's beautiful because I think there's a fine, very fine line between... I know this is the vision of my life. I know this is what I'm supposed mm. to be doing and going, maybe I just need to adjust a little yes. bit. And that doesn't mean let go completely. No, it just no. means maybe let go of the mechanisms of what you're trying to get it at. Mm. You know, Maybe it is the next door mm. and you're banging on the same one. And that is so beautiful because mm. I think to one person you could say, let go mm. and it's the next, next try one. and that could be yeah. it. And to the other one you're like, push harder yeah. and maybe they do need to let go. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very interesting. Have you experienced the quarter-life crisis? And tell me what your experience of the quarter-life crisis has been. My quarter-life crisis came in waves for different parts of my, like for different parts of my life. Mm. Either because I was just like, no, at this point in my life, you know, I need to be settled mm. and I need to, you know, find me a man and mm. whatnot. And then I went through this intense thing where I was just like. Anything that gave me attention was good for me. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I put myself in spaces where I wasn't supposed to be. And then that just stressed me the fuck out. Sorry. Mm. And then secondly, (laughs) it was career-wise. I went to this thing where I swear 99.9% of Cape Town recruiters have my CV Mm. for jobs that I know for a fact I couldn't do. Mm. But because my life mm. you know i need to get my shit together mm. i'm i'm 25 my life needs to be together mm. and it's not mm. and then and then i went through like a a very in it was intense in the sense of i switched off from a lot of a lot of things i was still creating art but then it was just if i wasn't creating art and it was my normal life yeah i was just going through the motion yeah wake up get into a taxi, go mm, to work. Mm. The days would fade. Like, the days would literally just, yeah. like, fade. And to me, that was my my quarter-life crisis because I'd wanted all these things for me, and since they weren't happening, I'd, like, spiraled into some, like, acute depression. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and the only thing that could really, like, keep pulling me out from, like, those dark places was when I was doing something that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I'd even do work even if I wasn't going to get paid mm. for it or I'd be ready to shoot with anyone and anyone who wanted to do Because I was like, maybe this is the break. Maybe this is the break. And I'd put myself in situations where I'd go to a shoot and be uncomfortable as hell. Mm. But because I was just like, maybe this is my break. Mm. Maybe this is my break. And literally when the camera was on from anyone, from any angle, I was ready to go for it. Yeah. And then I wasn't being nice to myself. I was working myself too, like, stupid. Mm. There was a point where my mom says, you do know that when you fall over and die from like from exhaustion, mm. someone will be doing your job by next week. 100%. So easy. And they'll just pick it up. And then all they're going to do is they're going to call the family and say their condolences. Mm. But like HR in the back is already has the ball rolling. 100%. And I was just like, the fuck. And I don't know if this is just in our careers being in the media and mm. entertainment space, yeah. but I honestly do feel the sense of everybody is replaceable yes, no. and that is something that they hammer home either by actually saying it mm. or through their actions and for me that is the most painful thing because yeah. you want to feel like you feel wanted you want to feel yeah. celebrated go where you're celebrated not where you're toler- tolerated and that's and that, the thing mm. with and then because 
as as people in the in the industry and like the creative industry, we're our emotions are a mess anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're doing more than you're supposed to because now they need to want me here. Mm-hmm. They need to see that I really really want this. You take bad like bad management. Yeah. You take people treating you like nothing. Really. Yeah. You get underpaid mm-hmm. because, and then you end up doing more jobs than you're supposed to because you got to live. And then, because mm. Uber rides aren't cheap, Mm-mm. and create like people start doing like free photo photo shoots, and people start, and and then because you just you you're trying so hard to be indispensable, mm. and then you're busy like losing bits and pieces of yourself in the process, and there's like like a legit mess, mm. and then at some point there's probably we all go through this life crisis just literally from like a creative life crisis. Yeah. Or creatives at some point in their lives or in some crisis. Hundred percent, yeah. And and with creatives and and in the space, it is the, I mean, there's the general one that everyone goes mm. through the life. But it's like as a creative, I think you're so attached to your work as well. Mm. And so it's kind of like, did I hear the calling right? Mm. Am I supposed to be doing this? Mm. You start questioning mm. yourself. Yeah. Why didn't I just go into a legal accounting? doctor yeah. or whatever it is why yeah. didn't I become an academic yeah. you know why did I choose to follow my passions at the end of the day and mm. that is also when you're talking about that like that downslap yeah. that like, kind of like depression or, or very low low mm. um, it comes from that it comes from that because now you expect people probably don't even expect that much from you mm. but the fear of not being enough mm. that's it will have you people mm. will be, probably will be like work starts at half past eight or work starts at nine but you are here at seven o'clock mm, mm, mm. the manager is sleeping mm. the hr person probably gonna get here at 10 but you want to be here you want to be here and then people are just like oh yo, did you hand in your assignment or did mm. you hand in your project you hand in the project and the slideshow and the drum kit and there's margarines people coming down the passage because you are not at peace with just knowing that maybe they don't want this much from me mm. maybe me because literally you kill yourself yeah and you know what the most painful thing about mm. all of that is mm. it'll never be acknowledged no. they'll just give you more work because now you've you can shown that yeah. you're capable yeah. to not only do your work but Other your colleagues other works as well so they're going to be like yeah it's cool they're, oh. not, they're not going to they're not going to acknowledge it no. they're not going to do they might say good work meanwhile other people who are saying no are getting paid mm. you know they're getting paid you're getting paid yeah. then meanwhile when you ask for like 50 cents 50 cents can I have an extra 50 cents they're no. like I'm so sorry we're actually going through a phase where um, we're not doing that right now mm. for, yeah. for you yeah. um, but if you don't want the job I mean sh- guys, people are graduating <laughs> yeah. and it's in the creative space yeah. so we know it's, it's saturated mm. so we actually do know that we are replaceable. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're black in the in the space. Like mm. if you're black in the space, you you feel lucky. You're supposed to feel lucky that they have you. But then you are actually selling your brain mm. for cost price. And your creativity. Literally for cost price. It's it's scary though. It's scary. And we need we need to change mm. these things in the industry. Yeah. It's very fascinating and very deep and um yeah. Um, also, <laughs> this is this is like a portion that I could literally talk about yeah. for an entire session. But also, just want to like, so what what would you say were significant changes or significant growth moments for you in your twenties? Particularly looking at because understanding your early twenties, yeah. it's your first first part in the working yeah. world. You're hustling. Yeah. You'll do anything. You're an intern. Mm. You'll stay late, but yeah. you also have such joy and excitement. Yes. Somewhere along that period, it, it dies. dies, and you get to your end of your twenties, or you're like, mm, actually. 
I am going to be at the office. It starts at half past eight. Mm. I'm going to be there at half past eight and work ends at five. Yeah. I'm going to leave. leave I'm going to pack up at one minute to five so that at five I'm, I'm out. walking out the door. Yeah. And that's really like, you know, sad. Yeah. But what, what are the big changes for you that I think would have occurred during that period? Um, my 20s are like wild in like my headspace. But like I can say like in my 20s I had the joy of seeing what me doing something that I really love mm-hmm. can do for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I, I, in my 20s I worked for an NGO um, I was a youth worker, and I'd work with kids, and I'll help them like realize the like their potential and that kind of vibe. Mm. And then I'd, when I'd be, when I'd be feeling really low, but still going to work, and performing because literally it's a performance when you're in a bad mental space and you still have to be motivating other people. Mm. But then you'd there'll be that one kid, mm. you know, who's like, "Yo, babes, you came through for me with whatever you said and whatnot." And then that will be like that will like literally carry me for a while, mm. you know. Um, I'm a very I, I do even though sometimes I'm like no I can do it without validation or whatever at some point I need it but the how I feel like how God or how the universe or whoever or however this whole space works with me is it comes it comes when it's needed mm. most and also in not very black and white mm. you know that's beautiful. Um, in my 20s, there were times where I'm like, maybe I should stop the whole blogging thing because it's not working for me. Yeah. Um, because I was doing way too much. Mm. I was pushing new content out at some point, new content every Thursday wow. for like a good six months. So every Saturday and Sunday, I was shooting. And then getting the work ready during the week and then Thursday at one o'clock, boom, we're live. Wow. Um, I was tired. Mm. But I was pushing myself so hard. And then there came a point where like a friend of mine actually said, it's like, you need to keep creating like amazing content because now people are going to start seeing a dip in your work. Mm. And that was my thing that needed to carry me where mm. I was just like, okay, I'm going to break now. Mm. I'm going to give you content when I want. Mm. You know? You're going to do it on your time. On my own time. Mm. And that's a game changer. Mm. That's a game changer. Yeah. One, when you learn to say no. Yeah. That was, that's yeah. been a huge life changing yeah. for me in my 20s, learning to say no. And two, I'm going to do it for you, mm. but I'm going to do it on my time. Yes. Someone, even if it's a client mm. or if it's a friend who wants yeah. to go for dinner and you're like, no, or a client is like, I need this thing today. Mm. And you're like, I'm going to give it to you tomorrow. Mm. Also with me in my 20s, it's also with what I did learn, I started making genuine friends. Mm, beautiful. I literally stopped. It wasn't like boom, like stop, but it was like slowly, 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 slowly. And I started, like, for somehow attracting people in my life who actually cared, mm. who I actually cared about, mm. who, when I said no, I can't, weren't touched, mm. you know. Some, there was a point where, like, my friends and I would be so busy, we're working, we're doing whatever, we'll touch base and whatnot, and we'll meet once every whatever, and it would be fine. Yeah. You know, because it's busy, babes. Mm. We, we sit busy because <laughs> all on a hustle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I met people who also were able to be like, oh, okay, now you acting the fool here. Mm. Okay, come really, really back mm. in, and that's very important, especially when, like, in your twenties. I feel like if I had friends like this earlier on in my life, yeah, certain things would have changed. Mm. But also, I feel like I appreciated more now mm. 
because I actually have people around me who genuinely care, not just about myself, about me, but also my career. Mm. Um, my friends and I are like the biggest cheerleaders of each other. Mm. Like when I see something for someone who's a photographer and they didn't see, I'm like, babes, there's this thing. Babes, there's an exhibition here. Babes, we always really to like push each other yeah. and there's nothing like like that jealousy that comes with, oh my God, this one is now thriving and mm. I'm not. We push each other regardless, mm. you know? And I feel like that's a, that's a thing that came with my 20s and I'm carrying it into my 30s, mm. you know, surrounding yourself with genuine people and also taking your energy where it's wanted mm. um, and also knowing when to retract it. I'm learning still. I'm still a hoarder of certain people. I, this I know. But I know now. You know, I know, okay, cool, this is what needs to happen. So, yeah. A tween. Beautiful, beautiful. I had to I had to soak that in because a lot of, again, you know when I was saying, like, when we have these discussions with mm. people and you have that moment where you're like, shucks, mm. that's exactly what yeah. I went through. That's exactly, mm. for me, my foundation mm. in my 20, post-25 definitely be my family mm. and understanding how important family yeah. is and then genuine friendships yes. as you mentioned those friends I have really good friends who aren't even in the city yes. friends in other cities friends in other countries yeah. I don't speak to every day don't hassle me every day but mm. when we do speak yes. it is like our souls yeah. connect yes. and yes. it's like I get you yes. and I can give advice to you and I can mm. speak life mm. and light into your life mm. and it's so beautiful you mean um, that. what advice would you have for people in their 20s right now who are going through a season we've spoken about the quarter life crisis mm. who are going through this season uh, where things are happening where there is a change where they're not sure where they're questioning everything essentially mm. but they're whether it's love life whatever it is travel they need something what advice would you give them um it would it, it, i could usually do the the easy one where it's all going to be okay <laughs> <laughs> follow your heart follow and never, your heart. never give up and always eat your jungle oats yeah <laughs> um, my thing now is allow yourself to feel the the feelings and the uncomfortableness of it all because usually there there's usually like great learning even though I know this for a fact because it's sometimes it's hard to ride a feeling because it's easy to just want to be the party, mm. the lights of the room and whatnot, but sometimes you have to ride it out. And also, it actually sometimes doesn't necessarily get better, but then you get better. Wow. You literally, like, you learn to finesse certain situations that you wouldn't have been able to wow. finesse. So that's why I'm saying, like, ride them out. Like, ride the full... Like, at this moment, I am feeling. And then say, like, okay, cool. At this moment, I'm angry. I'm this. I'm happy. I'm... Feel it. Ride it out. And then, at some point, allow yourself to let it go. Because what we do is we just, like... We feel something and like, okay, this is horrible. This is horrible. And this is horrible. And then, you guess what happens? That horrible feeling gets comfortable. Because at least you know what this feeling is mm. or this mind space is. Mm. You know it. Like, it's fine. This I know because I've been here. But then you have to move from it. Forgive yourself for stupid mistakes that you've made. Forgive yourself for those stupid mistakes. And then ride those emotions. And also, if you're a creative person, see if there's a way you can use that moment or that space to 
do like a creative outlet of some sort. Um, most people create their most work, their best work when they're in a horrible space, but then they use that as a therapeutic way to lighten up, mm. you know? Like sometimes I've created work where you can tell like this thing was dark, right? It was, mm. it was dark. Mm. But through creating that work and, and releasing that artwork, I was slightly, even if a little bit, or even like for five seconds, I was lighter, mm. you know? Um, and also just people must know that vulnerability is actually being very strong. Because when you're growing up in your twins, everyone's so hard. Everyone is so angry. Everyone needs to be bad, bad. I'm like, you don't have to be. Mm-mm. Niceness isn't... Oh, there. Mm. Ooh, it came now. Mm, mm, my thing. Mm, hit us with the wave. Hit us with the wave. It came with the wave. <laughs> it's actually my thing. Like, it's been one of my things for a long time. When I left my previous job, one of the things I wrote on my farewell card was work hard and be nice to people. Mm. Work hard and be nice to people. Finish. Beautiful. You don't know if you might need these people in the future. Beautiful. And that's my thing. That should be my next tattoo, actually. Work, work hard, hard and be, be nice, nice to people. people. And, I, and, I, and I think the other thing is also be nice to yourself. Yourself. Be mm. easy on yeah. yourself. I think we are trying to be perfectionists mm. in mm. a world that is just seeking authenticity. Yeah. 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 Because when you're nice to yourself, then you're able to be nice to other people. Mm, there's, mm. These, there's these people that I watch on the internet or whatever. And like this lady is a mom and she's like, oh, Jada Pinkett said it. She's like, if I take care of myself, then I can take care of you. It, over, it flows over. It yes. overflows. Your cup over. It's that biblical principle. Mm. Your cup will run over. Yeah, because you, know? you can't take care of people. But it has people. to be filled up first before it can run over. Yeah. yeah. You can't take care of people when you're not taking care of yourself. Mm, At some point, you'll be giving from an empty cup. Mm. Mm. Nothing. You're giving what? Nothing. Beautiful. So, yeah. Beautiful. Abongwe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must say thank you so, so much for, again, being one of the first guests on the show. Um, I've learned so much. I've, I've taken out a lot. For me, life is a learning lesson. It is a life lesson. And I think there, in everything, when you're just on the street, when you're meeting people, walking, talking in life in general, um, there are moments... Okay, I won't lie. Like, obviously, like, I'm obsessed with Oprah. Who isn't? Oprah. Um, Oprah. Shout out to Oprah if you're listening. Can we please meet soon? Would love to have a chat with you. Oops. Hey, Oops. I've always imagined myself going, hi, Oprah. Hi, guys. Oprah's on the phone. I just need to go. But anyway, just a discussion for another day. But I really wanted to say thank you so much for just being coming and being you and yeah. open and, and owning your space as well. Okay. Uh, you also said that now you're owning being an influencer and I think yeah. that's that's important. Mm. Sometimes we walk into rooms mm. where people know you as a an artist, an influencer, mm. a journalist, yeah. a writer, a musician and we cower away because we're afraid that if we show up mm. in who we were born to be that people will take it as being mm. arrogant. But it comes down to one of my favorite, favorite quotes and poems by Marianne Williamson who says as we let our own light shine, we give mm. other people permission to mm. do the same. By you standing up and owning mm. being an influencer, mm. many people might not understand it, yeah. but you need to own, own it. it. And by owning it and showing people what it is, mm. you allow other young people who are like, oh my word, I can do it too. Yeah. And a young um, girl who's growing up is mm. just like, that's me, that's yeah. me, this girl is me. So I really wanted to say thank you so, thank so much. People listening, um, obviously my mom plus whoever else. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you guys have taken some stuff.
stuff away as well. Um, and yeah, just join in the conversation and in the discussion on whatever platform it'll be on. So that concludes the first episode of In My Twenties. In My Twenties. In My Twenties. Um, I really, really wanted to say thank you so much to Abongwe. You have been such an incredible first guest to have on the show. I really enjoyed the discussions and the conversations that we had. Um, and I've taken out so many gems and so many notes and so many quotes um, from from this podcast. Um, this is probably the longest outro you will ever hear, um, I think. And I just wanted to say that there are so many things that we want to do in life. And this podcast for me is something that I've been talking about for months. It feels like literally forever that if you ever spoke to me or had a discussion with me in the last couple of months, one of my friends, I would tell you, I'm launching a podcast this year. I'm doing it on my wall. It says launch podcast. So to finally overcome the fear of doing it, because I was like, this is not going to be great. Uh, what are you doing? What content are you going to talk about? What is the name of the podcast? What is the content even going to look like? And even now, I think I'm still refining the podcast. I don't know how to audio edit. This is the first time I've ever worked in GarageBand. This is the first time I'm speaking into a microphone um, for my own podcast. Um, this is the first time I am planning content for me and for myself. And it's not for a client. And it's not for any gain besides the fact that I just wanted to do it. And so I decided to. So I also hope that in some way it will inspire you guys to do the thing that you really want to do and just feel the fear but do it anyway and look if it flops it flops but at least I can say that I did it at the end of the day. So I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you so much. Catch us here every Thursday. There will be a new episode of In My Twenties. Next week we're going to have a phenomenal, phenomenal guest. It is Women's Month. So it's going to be another female guest. She is an incredible woman doing um, the most pioneering, groundbreaking stuff, I believe, in South Africa, in the entertainment space online. So tune in next week, Thursday. We will see you right here on In My Twenties. In My Twenties. In My Twenties. How old are you? In My Twenties. Yeah. I think I might need to, like, change that. I think that's become the outro now. I really think it is. Okay. Bye.